Welcome to On the Prowl. Hi everybody, welcome to On the Prowl. I'm Robert Rowan. And I'm Raymond Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on our podcast, we have a special guest named Drew Hill. Drew works with the Daily Memphian, and he is also a Memphis Tiger beat writer for Memphis basketball. Here he is, Drew Hill. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. How are you guys? We're doing good. Just staying at home. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm locked up in my apartment here. I've been here for, uh, you know, feels like forever now, but hopefully one day we'll get out of here. But it's it's good to talk to you guys. Yeah, man. Be sure to follow Drew Hill on Twitter at Drew Hill underscore DM. Drew, we're going to ask you some questions. Yeah, of course. Fire away. So, with the surprising news about Tyler Harris announcing his transferring, what do you think is next for Memphis Tigers basketball team? Well, with Tyler transferring, again, it's not something that exactly happened overnight, but uh, I don't think it was particularly um, well welcomed news for Memphis fans because he's such a beloved guy and felt like, you know, his entire – uh, commitment, which I got here right after he committed, was sort of a monumental moment for Penny Hardaway in the program. And so, uh, you know, that was a little bit bittersweet um, to see him go. And I think a lot of people were kind of uh, sad to, to have that happen. But um, mm-hmm. the hope is, and you never, again, you don't want to just count it before it actually happens is that this afternoon Landers Nolly Virginia Tech transfer will commit to Memphis. Um, He's logged as the favorite to commit to Memphis by just about every um, recruiting analyst, everything that I've heard behind the scenes from people involved with the Memphis program um, and people around Landers has been positive regarding Memphis. So um, knock on wood, I think, think that Memphis is going to land him later today um, and so with that being said you, you know you bring in a, a much taller totally different type of player but a much taller uh, volume scorer who can help you um, sort of the same way that Tyler did and so I think Memphis has done a really good job of recruiting him and if they are able to get him that would be a, a big pickup. Yeah, right. Do you know sure. if any schools are inter- already interested in Tyler? Yeah yeah uh, Again, I, I haven't exactly asked uh, Tyler or anyone around Tyler this question yet, but the two that would immediately be assumed to be involved would be Baylor and Iowa State just because they've heavily recruited. Well, Iowa State's been involved with several guys locally, and then Baylor was the perceived favorite for Tyler before Memphis sort of jumped in there and took him the first time. So those would be the two uh, to sort of look out for right away. What made you want to write about the Memphis Tigers? Oh, man. Um, It wasn't exactly me wanting to write about Memphis in particular. Um, I actually grew up in Kentucky, and then I went to school at Alabama, and I was covering Alabama for roughly three years doing different things, and then going home to Kentucky um, in the summers and doing different – covering both of the colleges there, Kentucky and Louisville, and then – you know, just doing high school uh, sports and stuff like that. And so uh, I, it wasn't that I directly wanted to, to write about Memphis, although I'm very glad that I ended up here and I get to cover a program that so many people like. It was that I knew I, would, I wanted to be a beat writer or just a, a reporter in general. And so 
it just worked out that way. I sort of tell everybody, especially younger people, that it's all, it only takes one. It only takes one good story or one good find to sort of launch you to a new uh, career or a new, a new pathway. And for me, I did a story about MMA uh, that ran on the cover of USA Today and made national news because there was a guy in Kentucky who died in, in the ring um, in a fight. And there were some problems there. And when you break big news like that or you make a national headline like that, then um, it can often get you a different job. And it, it just worked out to where I was meeting the guy who was hiring for the Memphis job the same day that that news came out. And then I ended up in Memphis and here I am. Um, but not really that I wanted to be a Memphis writer, more that I just wanted to be a beat writer. And then this is where I ended up. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here, though. Yeah, man. We're glad to have you in the city. Yeah, man. We welcome you with open arms. Well, for me, you've been talking about how you've been having like different opportunities uh, with your like journey. What right. cool opportunities have you had? Like, I know that you graduated with Derrick Henry, and I know that's not like necessarily. Yeah. I know it's not necessarily for your beat writing, but just like what cool right. opportunities have you had in general? That oh, cool sports opportunities. Yeah. Uh, well cool sports opportunities there's kind of there's fandom and then there's beat writing mm -hmm. obviously you do get to meet a lot of future pros uh, at right. Alabama as a beat writer yeah. um, and I was really locked in on spring football um, going to every practice and all that and then in the fall I would do the games but you end up talking to guys like Tua and you end up talking to guys like Derrick Henry and Bo Scarborough and Minka Fitzpatrick and all these guys that end up eventually in the NFL. And so that, that's obviously a cool experience. I would say beat writing wise, my coolest experience I saw, and I know he just recently lost. I watched a Deontay Wilder fight ringside, covered it for the local newspaper. Cause it was uh, in Tuscaloosa. Cause he's originally from there. Yeah. And I watched, it was the fight was in Birmingham. It was right before he really became super popular. And uh, I watched him knock out uh, Gerald Washington ringside, which was pretty cool. Uh, you know, sweat's flying. You're getting hit with sweat and writing, and it's just sort of chaos. That was probably the coolest uh, beat writing experience for me so far. And then just sports in general, you know, uh, I went to a Masters. That was really cool uh, in 2016 with my dad for his 50th birthday. And I do want to get to a Super Bowl one day. We'll, we'll get there one day, but you know, that, that would, that'd probably be the coolest. And, you know, covering the Grizzlies is awfully cool too. I mean, talking to guys like John Morant and that stuff, which I, I do on and off. Yeah. I don't take it for granted. It's awesome. Which is why right now when there's nothing going on, it, it really sucks. Yeah. You've got to see some big men in person, Derrick Henry and Deontay <laughs> yeah. Wilder. The advice that I give everyone is like everyone dreams of and thinks it's important to be this the guy who – the Adam Schefters or, you know, something like that. The guys who break all the news and do that. And it, don't get me wrong, that's great. But you should not get lost in the fact that the writing aspect of the job and being able to hold people's attention or if you're a radio guy talking is equally as important um, as those other things because you can't really grow your audience unless you have an audience that really enjoys, you know, what you have to say and the, and the way you present it and, and that sort of thing. So – well, I know that the this city and like the Tigers in general haven't really been on your radar that much. How how would you say you were able to get the job with the Daily Memphian? Like, 
Sure. Um, well, with the Daily Memphian, it kind of changed. So I originally came on with the Commercial Appeal, and then I left the Commercial Appeal last June to go to the Daily Memphian. I got my job with the Commercial Appeal, um, and this is something I would suggest to everyone trying to get a job. Um, there's an APSC conference, uh, Associated Press Sports Editors is, is what the uh, abbreviation is for. And um, within the APSC, they have these conferences once a year in a different city. And you can go if you're a student reporter or no matter who you are, um, you can pretty much, you know, go and try and learn something. And they have like sessions where you sit in class and, uh, you know, it's a basically class for people who are already in the job um, but also you can be a student reporter as well they'll, they'll still let you in and so I went to that it happened to be in Nashville which is where the commercial appeal was hiring out of Nashville um, the, the bosses for the CA uh, are in Nashville so um, I met one of the guys and he uh, you know he, he had read my big MMA story that I was telling you about and mm -hmm. um, I sort of used my connections from my two internships at the uh, at the uh, Tuscaloosa News and at the Courier Journal in Louisville, and they sort of linked uh, linked up with him and talked about it and decided that I was a good candidate. And a week later, drove down to Memphis, and there it was. But if you're looking to get internships, which I think is the starting point for all this, um, you just got You got to ask. Like you can't be afraid to ask. It's not. Don't just go through the online application process make the call, figure out who the boss is, who the sports editor is, call and ask and show them that you want to do it. And there you go. You end up with a job in Memphis like me. That's pretty cool. So, what have you been doing to pass the time during coronavirus? <laughs> oh, I do a lot of working uh, because I've been moved to business now. So I've been doing a lot of business stories. And then when I'm not doing business stories or, you know, I'm still – scurrying behind the scenes on sports you know helping sort of get everything organized so everybody can be prepared for what's going to happen but uh when i'm not doing that or working i've been i watched the last dance last night i've been watching uh, a lot of those 30 for 30s because i got espn plus and then i've been playing a little bit of playstation i'm not a big gamer so like i'm not very good but uh, i've been playing a little call of duty here and there a little bit of uh, mlb the show and and that's been my life, basically, because I'm here by myself in my apartment. So it, uh, when I'm not doing that, I, I guess I have to just get out and just walk and, you know, try to get some sort of social interaction. I've been, playing, I put, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Okay. Like me. That's, that's basically what I've been doing. I watched The Last Dance and been playing video games and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not that old, guys. I'm 24. I'm still doing the same thing as, as you guys. So. Yeah, man. Um. Well, you've been talking about how you've been, your job, beat writing. What was your inspiration to become a reporter slash journalist or slash beat writer? Oh, man. You know what? This is a, a very tough question because full disclosure, and I've said this before, I went to college thinking I was going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not smart enough to be a doctor. <laughs> I, I should have known that from the beginning. So I went to school. I did terrible my first semester of college knew I needed to switch it up. I love sports. At the time, my dad was working in sales at a newspaper. Um, he had no connections to anyone who could, you know, get me a job or anything. He didn't know any of them, but he had a key card to get in the building, essentially. Mm -hmm. And one day in the summer, I just walked in the building uh, 
with him and went straight to the sports editor's office unannounced and was just like, Hey man, I want to, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I got no idea if this is something I want to do. You know, I'm just looking for a chance so that I can figure it out. And he started sending me the triple a baseball games that summer. Um, so basically like the same thing as red Redbirds games, but it was in Louisville. It was with the Louisville bats did a few of those realized I liked it. And then just decided that this was going to be my career. Um, and then as far as inspiration goes, like, you know, I grew up reading, I didn't, I didn't read the newspaper every day, but I grew up reading online. You know, there's obviously, uh, there's a guy named Tim Sullivan, who's the columnist. He's like basically the Jeff Cockins in Louisville. I would read him um, and other people. Um, so yeah, I mean, there wasn't like some inspirational story uh, of me just, you know, always knowing that's what I wanted to do. It kind of just came about one one day in the summer when I was back home, just walking in a guy's office and asking for a chance. That was it. What excites you the most about the upcoming Tiger season? Oh, okay. Uh, I like this question. Um, I think this season is going to be very telling in terms of the future of the program moving forward because you've sort of missed on the huge names or they just haven't worked out uh, the way that you would have hoped. And so it'll be interesting if they continue to go after those guys based off of, you know, what the, what the staff looks like and, and, you know, who eventually moves on and who stays and, and all of that. Um, and so this season should be very telling to see how big of a leap the team can make and how good they can be with the players that they've recruited in the 50s and the 40s uh, and the 30s in the case of Boogie Ellis and how much better they can be because this, for, this formula to, for winning is not something that's brand new. Plenty of teams recruit guys in that area and then end up becoming really good teams and being awesome. Memphis was just kind of a step behind last year because all those guys were freshmen and they were kind of just starting fresh. Um, once you can get a steady dose of those guys circling in and out, um, you can be a really good team. So I'm just interested to see how big of a leap the, the freshmen can make from their freshman to sophomore years because I think that's going to have not only an impact on how good they'll be this year, but going forward who they're recruiting and what, what their sort of strategy is going to be. So that's – for me, it's – how much better is DJ going to be? How much better will Lester Canonas be? How much better will Boogie Ellis be? That, that's that's the, the storylines to follow this year for sure. Have you had any cool opportunities through working with the Tigers or Daily Mint fan? I would have hoped to cover an NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, haven't had that chance yet. I mean, look, just being able to travel with the team, um, I don't fly on their plane or anything, but travel to all the same cities as the team, Right. I've made really awesome friends. Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people think that, you know, the Daily Memphian and commercial appeal are super competitive and they are, but like Jason Munns, who's the beat writer over there and I are like awesome friends. Talk all the talk practically every day. Um, he couldn't be a nicer guy. And, you know, yeah. so we spend all these times on the road together traveling um, and, you know, we, we go from city to city, see the different cool things in each place. Um, in Portland, we got, I check, got to check out all the Nike stuff. Like that was really cool. Like cool. I, I think in general, uh, the coolest things you get to do is just to get to see the country a little bit and get, and get to go different places and, and check yeah. out different cities. You were kind of alluding to it already, but like, do you have a specific favorite part about working with the Tigers or slash the Daily Memphian? 100%. The best part about the job, 
And it's not the travel. It's not any of that. The best part about the job is when you write a really good story. Um, like I'm not talking about breaking news. I'm just talking about like a long feature story, like a, like the thousand words you write about uh, Ahmad Rand, their new commitment, who's a junior college player who right, right. now is struggling, you know, to, just to eat. And, uh, and those stories are, are not uh, exclusive. I mean, the ones that come up in my head, like the fav my favorite stories I've written, uh, Rainier Thornton sort of growing up in a bunch of different households uh, and his backstory was super interesting. Uh, Keevan Davenport living in a motel um, and playing junior college ball because he didn't have anywhere else to live and then ended up in Memphis. And now Ahmad Rands, you know, it, it, once he arrives at Memphis, you know, he's going to be able to eat. His life is going to change. When you write those type of stories that people are actually appreciative of, uh, that is when you get the best feeling on the job by far. Like, yeah. not even close. That's, that's the best part about the job. Yeah, for sure. That, that does sound really cool. Well, Speaking of your writing, do you feel like your connections with the Tigers creates any bias for your articles? Like, say, for example, like if you were to write something about James Wiseman in the NCAA, like, right. do, you, do you feel like that created bias? You have to. It's a, ba it's a balance. Okay. Um, because you have to understand your audience. And I, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't think everyone has this balance. Um, and I'm probably guilty of it too. And it, it is, it is definitely a challenge. So it's a good question, but you have to balance out, you know, maintaining uh, your sources and your people around the program um, and their trust with you. And then right. you also have to balance being able to tell the truth and be honest about things because if you're positive 100% of the time, then you're not, you're probably not being genuine. Um, and I know that also applies to the audience. Like some people, they understand that the majority of the Tiger audience wants positive news. So they will just strictly write positive news. If it's bad news, it doesn't get written. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I just don't think that that's necessarily the way to go. And I'm not just talking about Tigers. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about college in general. You know, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. blogs and different things out there um, that where you're, you're just a fan. If you're going to be a beat writer at a newspaper, you got to be able to go both ways. Um, and sometimes that is difficult because you've got people that you build relationships with who you really like and you want to maintain those strong relationships with. Um, and if you are going to write things that are negative and then, you know, that trust gets hurt a little bit, I think, but luckily I haven't run into anything uh, significant like that yet, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a challenge for sure. Does, yeah. your, does your job open up more connections with you throughout Memphis or even other places? Oh, for sure. I mean, just the, like, I'm not famous by any means, but there are some people like who know me from the radio or, or who know me from Twitter and so, you know, it's funny because I, there's a really good example of this. When I move over to the business beat to do this, um, which I'm doing all the way throughout this sort of coronavirus stuff, mm -hmm. there were Tigers fans or people connected to the Tigers program who reached out to me to say, I've got these great business stories for you. I'm a Tigers fan and I read your work. And so, you know, here are things. So you never know where you're going to get connected. Um, when you look at all those sort of opportunities. And I think, yeah, for sure. Well, you were talking about how like uh, with some of your like favorite things about the job, like for example, like the Rainier Thorntons and like moving, you kind of had your own little struggle with that, like coming from Alabama, 
then over here to Memphis to have your job, do you feel like like you have become a better person or like a better writer or yeah. anything because of that? I'll be honest. I was so scared when I first came to Memphis because I didn't know anything about Memphis. I didn't know one single person. So the day that I moved in, I was like, depressed because yeah. I, I, it's tough to leave everybody that you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like really worried. It's worked out well. Uh, so I haven't had to worry about that. I guess in terms of uh, it is test, it does test you as a person, you know, to yeah. be able to sort of um, do that. The, luckily, almost everyone has been very welcoming um, since I've gotten here. Um, that goes with, you know, my media friends and, uh, with people at the Daily Memphian, the Commercial Appeal, and uh, just around town. So that's all been good. It, but it was a challenge uh, emotionally when you move somewhere and you don't know anyone and you yeah. leave your hometown um, to just pick up and start over. And, you know, my family doesn't live here. I'm here all by myself. So uh, emotionally, that was a toll. But in general, and you might be able to hear the trolley behind me. Um, but emotionally, <laughs> yeah. that was that was a difficult. That was difficult. Uh, Work-wise, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing everywhere you go. You know, you're you're still grinding for the same same sort of stuff. Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you joining us today on the proud. Yeah. yeah, anytime, guys. This is our one of our special guests, Drew Hill. That's it for this episode. I'm Robert Roten. I'm Remy Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. And. Follow us on Instagram at On The Prowl Podcast and be sure to let us know about what you like. See you guys. Thank you. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoops, yeah, we swoops. And we got them high clocks and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe. And this shit's so f***ing hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.